Hi, this is Relate to the Bible podcast with Deborah Styling, a podcast that helps listeners realize the Bible is still relevant in the 21st century. I would like you to understand how I relate the Bible to my life or the things I've read, the movies I've watched, things I've seen, videos, or how I make connections to things in the world. When I'm reading the Bible, I reflect on it. The example is um, Matthew 7, verse 1. Judge not that ye be not judged. One time I belonged to an organization, and they had a new member. And I didn't think that person seemed like a very nice person, so kind of stayed away and watched from a distance over different meetings. And it turned out that that person was really, really nice. And I had judged them by first impressions. They might have been shy or or something else, which made them seem aloof. But they were nice, and they befriended other people in the organization, and they were a real asset to the group. And it makes me think of how that was a shallow decision on my part to judge. And it helped me reflect more when I meet new people to be more open. Additionally, when I apply these things to my life, sometimes I'll think, now do I want God to judge me that way? Do I want other people to judge me that way? And so I reflect on these things and it gives me a deeper relationship to the passages I'm reading. And it feels much more personal to me. And I realize that you will apply passages you're reading to your life and the things that you know about the world or things you've read or movies or videos or TV that you've seen. These are just an example to make it easier for you to make those connections. Also, these podcasts will be coming out on Wednesday and Friday. The first portion of this podcast is called Ulterior Motives Christians. This is a post that I had put on a blog I felt led to create called Types of Christians. You can find that at https colon double backslash types of Christians, T-Y-P-E-S-O-F-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-S dot blogspot, B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. The passage I have with ulterior motives Christians is from Luke 6, verses 47 through 49. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which builds a house and digs deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth, against which the storm did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. I need to make sure that my faith in God has a firm foundation like the house on, built on rock, because my faith has to withstand all the human temptations that arise. Some of those temptations are very subtle and can let little things into our lives that seem very minor but still shake our foundation. Food has always been one of my bigger vices. My younger brother was always very giving. I'm ashamed to say that I took advantage of him when he wasn't even in school yet. Being the youngest and the only boy in the family, he had a piggy bank full of money. 
when, when my parents went around, I talked him into breaking into his piggy bank to get all his money out to take us to the movies. Being the generous person that he is, or was my brother since past, he shared all his money with his older sister. I bought ice cream after ice cream, followed by enough candy bars to make a person sick. He had trusted me, but my ulterior motives interfered with being an example of my faith. Like I said, we have to be careful about the subtle things in life that sneak in and shake our foundation on a rock. As ulterior motive Christians, something very minor could cause that foundation to crumble. Here's a related passage. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these things, the people were astonished at his doctrine. Matthew 7, verses 24 through 28. And you'll note that the first passage I had was from Luke 6, and this one's Matthew 7, and it's almost identical. But I quite often have related passages for two reasons. One, the related passage just ties in with the topic. And the second is the related passage is another eyewitness account of what Jesus said or did because that's additional proof that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior and well if I put both of them side by side would they be exactly the same no but they would be similar it's because just in real life people when they see something or hear something they each put it into their own words what they heard from their vantage point or perspective and so it may differ a little, but also that's additional proof that it's honest uh, eyewitness account because when things are too perfectly the same, um, uh, Jay Warner Wallace, a cold case detective who has Christian blogs that are just so inspiring, but he has said that if it's too attuned to each other, they knew that people rehearsed it. And they made sure everything was in sync. But in real life, when they're looking at witnesses, they see that if there's some variation in it, that makes it even much more credible. Anyway, but I put things like that with the blog post because I think it helps you know that it, it really did happen because of more witnesses. I also need you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my faith walk with Christ, this may not reflect the whole meaning of the Bible passages that I share with you. The next portion of the podcast is keep up with the Joneses Christians. And the passage I have with that is also from Luke, from chapter 9, verses 23 to 25. And he said to, he, which is Jesus, said to them all, If any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? I think God is telling us that we have to be totally dedicated to him. 
It's all too easy to get caught up in our daily lives and focus on getting ahead in the world. It's especially difficult since there is so much pressure to try to keep up with the Joneses that we might lose sight of our goal. To paraphrase what Jesus said, what good is it, good is it to have all these worldly things and lose your salvation in the process? If those keep up with the Joneses Christians, change their ways and are willing to give up everything, including their worldly lives from me, they will have eternal life in heaven. Here are some related passages. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. Matthew chapter 10 verses 37 through 38. Here's another, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? For the other one, I think, said lose his own life. Yeah, his life for my sake. And this one said his own soul. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Matthew 16, verses 24 through 27. Again, like I was telling you, the first part I shared from Luke 9 that said about losing his life and saving his life, and this last one where it's from Matthew and it's talking about losing his soul or saving his soul, they're still basically the same thing. There are people that will try to approach Christians or would-be Christians and say, well, that's an inconsistency, so it's a lie, and everything in the Bible is a lie. And they try to discredit our faith in Christ and say he's a lie because there's some inconsistencies in wording. They didn't say it word for word the same, but as I told you, J. Warner Wallace's got videos and podcasts and blogs and just really an interesting person to listen to and um he's got very credible proof on so many aspects of the bible and especially about jesus's life death and resurrection but the thing is is it is additional proof and they're not going to say things exactly the same but it's still very credible proof that Jesus really is our Savior. I want you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my life through the Bible, this podcast that I shared with you may not reflect all of the whole meaning of the Bible verses and passages I have shared. They're just how this particular Bible verse or passage related to my life and how it makes the Bible more personal to me in my daily walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time, where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.